0: welcome into another episode of the West life podcast I'm your host Josh Barnett give us a follow at Westlife pod on Instagram and on Twitter give us a subscribe and a like and a view if you can over at our YouTube channel and if you want to support the show patreon.com forward slash west life and uh, we have uh, one of our patreon OGs joining us tonight uh, Aaron and rob as well i'll get to those boys in a second i'm obviously re-recording this intro after the show because if you were watching live apologies i did have some audio issues as we came in but um yeah i managed to sort those out pretty quickly luckily who knows i was testing the audio before we went on air and sure enough as soon as i hit go on the live stream the uh the computer decided to and kill my audio, but it all got sorted, so it would all be uh, pretty good. So, welcome to the show tonight. An apology to those who joined us live, and please join us again live on Thursday night. We'll make sure the audio is all set. But please enjoy our episode tonight. As I throw straight away to uh, my co-host Rob Bashara.
1: Yeah, good day, Josh. Good day, listeners. Um, yeah, first time we've had a serious technical glitch like this for a while. Um, but, you know, it's been a good uh, week off from no Tiger dramas till NRL 360 reared its ugly head again tonight and started throwing us all over the news again regarding the coach. But we'll we'll be getting into that with Aaron and yourself later, Josh.
0: That's it. And we have got Az filling in. Shane's still um, on his little rugby league vacation at the moment. It's um, great as all... – oh, we've lost As as well. God, we're on fire tonight. There he is. There's Az. Um, Az, how are you coming in live and loud from
2: uh, Orange tonight? It's uh, it's cold out here, but I've got my heater on, so I should be all set. Looking forward to getting back into the footy after a much-needed week off. So, <laughs> uh, Is my
0: audio still sounding crappy, guys?
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually not your voice. It's the background. It's just all crackles,
1: mate. The background. Right, okay. Um, like in the background, you just hear mic- microphone going off. How's that? Is that better? Slightly. Oh, I want to
0: start tonight.
1: Here we Hold go. That's second. better. Whatever you're doing now is better. I sound all good. No, it's it's still good. there. It is. Yeah, it's back again. That might be my internet connection. Okay, might be the Aaron and Rob show tonight, mate. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Rob, you're doing the heavy lifting. <laughs> I'm out of shape,
1: mate. I can't do that sort of
2: stuff. <laughs> oh, we saw that picture of uh, Adam Dway here before. He can do the heavy lifting. Yeah, he sure could.
0: Uh, am I sounding better now, guys? Can hear you. Oh. Thanks, thanks for the feedback. Sorry, guys. Terrible. I have to cut this out. Yeah, be, uh... I, don't, I
1: don't know what it is. I don't know if you want to reboot or something, Josh, but yeah, that's quite bad. Um I'm
0: not sure why it'd be crackly. But um Righto. Well apologies for that, guys. We, the episode tonight, uh ten ten questions about uh the West Tigers, what we want to see the rest of the year. Gussie, check your leads. I haven't got any leads, mate. I'm on the MacBook microphone. So um shouldn't be any leads. Always turn it on turn it on and off again. Static. I'm not sure where the static
1: yeah, I'd, I'd give it an on and off go, Josh, because it's, it's quite yeah. bad.
0: It wasn't there before when um, you got that off. We'll, we'll start the first topic and I'll let you boys talk through it. So first topic sure. is obviously uh, who's going to be coach. So, uh, Rob, who, by the sounds of it, Madge is going to be um, staying on for now anyway?
1: Yeah, well, as I said, um, you know, the... the The talk was he was going to be gone by tomorrow morning at the latest. Uh, NRL 360 are claiming that Tim Sheens is ill at the moment, uh, which is delaying the review. The way I see it with our club, uh, as we've said before, the club really doesn't have much footy knowledge and they've thrown all their knowledge into trusting Tim Sheens. So Tim Sheens is meant to be conducting a review. I don't know what he needs to review. He's been there the whole time, so I'm pretty sure his mind is made up. It's basically a matter of um, him presenting what he believes should happen to the board and them either rejecting or accepting what he's got to say. And based on the fact they've put all their faith in Tim Sheens, they're going to go with whatever he says. So uh, on 360 tonight, they're claiming that, you know, it'll be done before the Canterbury game, which would make sense. You're not going to sack a coach after what you'd hope would be a probable win. Um, So I, I just hope we can get a, a win against Manly, but it's it's pretty hard to perform. As I said last week, it's pretty hard to perform with a gun at your head. You know, not just for the coach, but for the players, for everyone. It's just it's just not the way to handle things. No, no one from the club has stepped up and said anything, and they'll have a reason as to not saying anything because I'll say, look, it's just a regular mid-season crisis, which uh, mid-season crisis, mid-season review. Um, But no other club's conducting a mid-season review. So none of it really makes much sense to me. Uh, I I still think he's gone from the stuff I've heard, you know. And and to be honest, I've heard stuff that Tim Sheens has said to people that I know from his mouth. And if they're going to take their information from Tim Sheens, as much as I'd like Match to say, I'm not holding uh, much hope for that.
0: Game 1 for State of Origin is upon us, and you can watch all the action live and loud on the big screen as you cheer on the Mighty Blues this Wednesday at 8.10pm. You can enjoy the State of Origin special with burger and beer in the garden for just $19. And then, of course, you can get ready for Sunday afternoon footy as our West Tigers come off the bye and are ready for action against the Manly Sea Eagles. You can watch that as well live and loud in the lounge from 2pm is kick off for that one for more information visit west ashfield's website westashfield.com.au uh terms and conditions apply drink responsibly uh, step up and play at the home of the West Tigers West Ashfield and if you haven't been to West Ashfield before you can find them at 115 Liverpool Road
1: Ashfield uh, your thoughts Aaron
2: yeah well you go from in the morning hearing that he's uh he's safe for now and then like you said, NRL 360 rears its ugly head, and we're we're back in the news again. He could be here, he could be gone, he could be like he could be gone in a day, he could be gone in a week. Uh it's just a farce, really. Um you say no other clubs are conducting mid-season reviews. I'd I'd say it's maybe others are. I wouldn't be surprised if um, the Warriors or the the other teams who are performing poorly are, but they're just not publicizing them. And that's the, that's the difference. We just, we always end up in the media because we just keep being, well, our business just keeps being leaked to the media. I hope match stays. I think he really, like I said last week, I really think he deserves the chance to coach uh, Adam Dwayne. He, once he comes back, I really think he deserves the chance to, co- to coach the new guys who are, who have signed for next year. And again, like last week, I worry about the domino effect who we potentially lose if we lose Madge. So I hope he stays the coach at least for the year. Just get some stability in the club. That's what the club really needs. It needs stability, needs to not be in the media all the time because the worst part about it is these players are going out there on Sunday, potentially not even knowing if their coach is going to be their coach for the following game. And to me, that's that's not the way to run a club. That's not the way to break a finals drought. And if they keep trying the same thing, expecting a different result, well, they're just insane.
1: Yeah, I, I get you've got to change things on the run and, you know, make a decision here and there. But as I said last week, the club keeps changing its mind on, on so many different things. Uh, I don't think, as I said, it's conducive to getting wins. Uh, it's not good for the players. It's not good for the coach. I, I think if they were going to part ways with Madge, they should have done it already. This thing about Tim Sheen's being sick, he's made his mind up, guys. He's just got to just got to tell the board what he wants and then they've got to decide what's best to do. Perhaps they're trying to do it out of, you know, respect to Madge, Aaron, which, you know, he, he definitely deserves that respect. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm at the point now where normally this really makes me despondent. I just don't care anymore. I, I really don't. I, when I say I don't care, I just don't let it break me or affect me anymore. Like I've I've been bracing myself for a couple of weeks now that, that Madge is gonna go. Looks like we got Josh back. Um, I'm listening
0: guys I can hear you the whole time. Just, uh, just it this is proof that uh yeah I'm basically I'm the Tim the Machines of this show. I just need to be in the background. I don't need to actually be be on it. But yeah keep <laughs> keep going fellas as you were as you were.
1: If you were Tim Sheens I'll be doing this from out in the backyard somewhere not, <laughs> not <laughs> but, uh, in my bedroom, but uh, yeah, so look, it's just, I just want them to, to sort it out. The, the only thing I could think that might be delaying it is if they haven't worked out who the new coach would be, where they can announce they're going to have a new coach, whether it's from next year or the rest of this year. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. you just, they'd have an interim coach for the rest of the year. But look, it's just, it's just all guesswork now. Like, like I said, I was told the same things these reporters were being told. And, you know, it's making me look like an idiot now too. So, and I'd, I'd love to be proven an idiot and I'd love match to be there till the end of 23 and I'd love the Tigers to go on a massive winning run. But, you know, we're even at a point now where they're reporting that, you know, the club doesn't want Adam here to even make his comeback yet. And and I know Tim Sheen said that publicly recently, Josh, as, is, is, um, you know, we said a couple of weeks ago when he was speaking to Biggest Tiger at a, at a pub down in Balmain. So yeah. it's just interesting. I, I don't, I, it's almost like, we don't want to succeed. You know, we don't want our best player to come back in the team. We don't want our coach to work with no pressure on his back. I don't, I don't know what these clubs doing guys. I really don't. When it comes to footy, they've got no smarts. It's just, and I'll, and I'll stick by that.
0: It, Um. I don't think you guys have touched on it. Did you guys touch on how Madge was that the Maggie's game on Sunday? And he looks pretty, pretty calm and relaxed for a guy who should be under, under pressure of okay. his job.
1: No, we didn't touch on that. I wasn't aware yeah. of that, to be honest, Josh. So, I, no, I, shout, I wasn't aware
0: either. Yeah, shout to the um, the prune who sent us um, – yeah, it was a news article, Wes. I'm not sure where he, where he got it from. It's, um, yeah, basically Madge is sitting in the stands, smiling, looking all relaxed, watching the magpies uh, go around. So, I mean, it's it's one thousandth of a second photo, but he was smiling, so um, – yeah, does a, does a picture say a thousand words, as I say. So uh, Luke said he was there with Warren McDonald. So, um, and yeah, like a, we've been getting messages all weekend from people DMing us and we we honestly, we have no inside word. Who, who really knows um, what's going on? I don't think the journalists even really know. I think it's just, um, yeah, I, Guess I, right. I think for now, yeah, by the sounds of it, he's going to get... Um, Yeah, a a bit longer leash. If we lose to the Bulldogs next week with a full strength side, maybe that'll be touch wood. I don't think that'll um, that'll happen, but um, yeah, it looks like the saga the saga will continue. But as I mean, we we almost bagged out um, our mate Michael from the uh, Daily Daily Telegraph. Where's he from? Michael Shammers. Michael Shammers is Daily Telegraph, isn't he? I can't remember. Yeah, or I think so. Yeah, sorry, one of the, one of the rags. Um, he basically said the Tigers need to commit or sack him. He's he's probably right. Really, they need to um come out and yeah go one way or the other. But uh, by looks of it, I I, want, I also wonder too because we know Jackson Hastings is a big Madge fan. Did uh, did Jackson have maybe uh, a bit of a say in the discussion as well? Uh, right now, next question that I've come up with: Play. So you could argue that we are mathematically avail- able to uh, make um, make the semis by um, yeah make the top eight this year with what six points out of the eight or four after the buy it'd be probably six. Um, do is it too early to start? throwing in young guys, looking for the future and maybe not playing the guys. So I've got Luch, Luke Garner and Kilmer uh, on the graphic there. Do do we start blooding some young guys, Aaron?
2: At the moment, I think it's still probably a little bit too early. I don't think the club would say they're a mathematical chance of finals just yet. I think they'd say personally they're right in the hunt. Uh, Yeah, three points out of the eight, uh, three wins out of the eight and differential as well with um, 12 games to go. You'd probably have to say they are going to focus on the long game at the moment. And I think they are resigning themselves to missing the finals if they do decide to sack match, because I don't think a new coach is going to come in or even a caretaker coach or whatever and bring the club to the finals if there's no match because we can afford to lose maybe three or four games out of what's left. The club, people inside the club may believe we can do that. I think the playing group may believe we can do that, especially with our strongest team back out on the park. So I like the idea of playing the young guns, but at the moment I probably wouldn't be playing them until later in the season once we are potentially officially ruled out of the finals race in maybe the last five rounds or so.
0: Rob 2005 was a pretty similar situation this time of year wasn't
1: it? Uh, I wouldn't say it was too similar we were probably at our worst sitting at about 10th place. Yeah. We uh, really did <clears throat> beat the <throat> roosters and we beat, we beat
0: roosters and bulldogs.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, yeah. I remember the second time we beat the roosters prior to that game. That was the game that one of us was going to move on and one of us was going to drop backwards. We really needed to beat the roosters that day. I felt to just get out of that little little sort of pack of Teams, you know, out of the eight, uh, and to make our run, and uh, that was a bit of a heart attack game too. After a Liam Fulton intercept that he threw for an opposition try, but we end up hanging on and, and getting the win. Uh, I, I think You lo- learned that. his lesson,
0: Liam Fulton, didn't he? he? Never threw another intercept pass to the Roosters, did he?
1: No, no uh, not for another five <laughs> years anyway in Golden Point. But he, he's got a, a what do you call? I don't know what you say. He no one gives him a bad time about that. He, he's just just uh, to Liam, good great he, dude. Had him on the show a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's a much-loved uh, character of the West Tigers. Yeah. Uh, no one gives him any grief for that. Had it been Benji or, or Luke Brooks or something like that, he might have lived with it for another 30 or 40 years. But um, anyway, look, I, look, we're definitely in a worse position now. As Aaron said, we've got to play our best team. We're mathematically still a chance. You look at it from Madge's point of view, like if we lose this weekend, he's most likely out of a job. If we win, it gives him probably another week. So, you know, he, he's riding on every ref decision, player decision, Everything so he'll want his best team. Moving forward, if we're totally out of the picture with six weeks left, as much as I love Luch, um, you know, then you wouldn't play Luch, you wouldn't play Kelma, And I'm and I don't no offense, I don't think there's young guns coming from below, but you've just got to decide who's going to be at the club in 2023 and play those guys because there's no no point playing the guys that are going to be playing for other teams next year and making other squads better squads. So, But let's just get to the point where we literally, physically, mathematically cannot make it. And, you know, as as I said last week, Madge isn't giving up. So if Madge isn't giving up, I'm not giving up. But we are really going to have a big struggle trying to get there. But but it has to start this week again. Uh, Ghost365
0: just said, uh, Tolly just shared a photo on Facebook saying, uh, uh, welcome to the middle for... uh, Adam Dwayhey, oh yeah, I do say that. It was, oh, he posted it four hours ago. It's uh I mean it's look at those biceps. Jesus. The bloody quadceps on uh, Adam Dwayne's <laughs> arms there, but like pythons coming out of his shoulder. Um so that yeah, could that mean this this literally isn't really a topic tonight. Well we we're talking about the halves soon. Um yeah, could uh, could the A D to thirteen Experiment becoming, guys. Yeah, look at that. How's that for a uh, a segue, our next topic? Who will the halves be? I reckon
2: uh, before we go to that, I reckon if we beat Manly this weekend, that might buy Madge up to another month. Because you look at our draw after that, we've got the Dogs, we've got the Warriors, and then we've got a possibly depleted Parramatta side <laughs> at Leichhardt. After and there's a and there's a wraparound buy in there as well, which gives him an extra week to sort of get things back on track. So potentially up to a month, I reckon. If we can beat Manly this weekend, he might yeah. have a little bit of grace there.
0: Yeah. Um, who was it? Nick just said on YouTube, if you lose to Manly, I mean Manly are a good side. I don't know. I think. I think he can survive losing a club. I mean, if they get flogged by Manly and that the players aren't turning up, maybe, but uh, like a a hard-fought loss to Manly, do you think Madge should be gone?
1: Would that be enough, Rob? You'd like to think he could hang on, but I, I don't think it would be enough, Josh. I think if he loses, the drums are beating now, mate. I'm, I'm actually yeah. surprised. I'm surprised he's not sacked already if they were going to do it. Uh in terms of Adam playing lock, we've discussed it before. I don't really see him doing the defensive work of a, of a lock, but it's funny. One thing that people haven't mentioned, and we'll get onto the halves in a minute, Tim Sheens sees Jackson Hastings as a lock. Tim Sheens doesn't see Jackson Hastings as a halfback. Now, I actually I actually feel the same way about it, but unfortunately Jackson Hastings is the best halfback we've got. So... He, you're going to be an idiot if you're moving from number seven. So I don't know if if they're thinking of maybe just having some sort of, you know, the three of them playing in the middle and, I don't know, one on either side of the ruck or I don't know what they're thinking of doing, but I just don't get the point of Adam not being back. In terms of what Swally put there, mate, I just reckon it's a bit of a G-up. Yeah, they're probably, that's what Kyle they're, reckons. They're, they're, probably just, they're probably just saying, you know what, like, you know, you, you, you've done your knee, you're an old man, you don't have the pace anymore, you know, come and join us and do the hard work.
0: So it's probably something like that. Oh, it was exactly what we did. We just speculated something that's not not going to happen. So I'll try and uh, yeah try and get a team list update as soon as um, yeah, as soon as we can. So um, yeah, the halves pairing. So we kind of kind of segued into it there. So obviously four guys on the screen there: Adam Dwyer, Luke Brooks, Jackson Hastings, and Jock Madden. Um, Aaron, how do we fit these four guys going forward? But um, what what how how do we obviously Jocks at the off contract at the end of the year, uh, mm-hmm. Brooks he's got a, a million dollars on the table next year. Adam and Jackson have one more year left on their deal. So how do we solve this puzzle? Well, well not us. How does how does the club solve this puzzle? It's not not our job to do. But uh, how how would
2: we do it? Jeez, if I can if I can solve this puzzle, can they pay me for it? <laughs> the West Tigers probably not. Honestly, it's a bit of a mess. I think what they might do is continue what they've got now with uh, Jacko, 7, Brooks, 6. I think AD is going to be back in the centres, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him play somewhat of a roaming role in attack and focus on being out wide um, on defence. That's kind of what I'm leaning towards. Poor Jock is the poor bloke who misses out in all of this. Maybe he gets a, a uh, bench role. We might have uh, the sort of situation we had back in round six, I think it was, where uh, the game against Parramatta, where Jock came on, he moved to six, and Brooksy moved to nine to give... Um, uh, Simpkin a break. I think yep. that could be the direction that we potentially go for the rest of the season. A couple of
0: people in the chat, Rob is saying uh, Hastings is in doubt for this weekend. Um, so that throws another spanner in the works. So if man, it just complicates. It's like a, um, uh, what are those, what are those, Trying to think of the word, um, the God, talk. Josh talk. The <laughs> yeah, you know, a flow chart. Flow chart was try- What I'm trying to think of. A flow chart. Yes, no. If if jo- if uh, Jacko is out, then we go with this. Yeah, flow chart was the word that wasn't worth the wait. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah. So if jo- uh Jackson is out, sorry, if Jackson is out this weekend, Rob. Could it be uh yeah, what, what do we do there? Do we go Brooksy with A D like the like
1: last year? If Madge puts Luke Brooks at number seven,
2: I will sack him. <laughs> <laughs> like he would literally he, be he, signing it, his death wish.
1: It, it's yeah, it just hasn't worked, you know, it hasn't didn't work the first few games of the year. He's not putting Brooksy at seven. He has to play Jock Madden at seven. Even though it is against Canterbury guys, I think we saw enough of Jock especially while we were down to 12 men. And even when Jackson Hastings came back on the field uh, in the midterm of that second half, I think we saw enough from Jock to show that he can see the ship around. He's got a better kicking game definitely than Luke Brooks. Uh, and to be honest, I'd actually like to see if the season was over, I'd actually like to see Jock Madden try it as a seven. I think he could handle the seven really well. Uh, in terms of next year, guys, I think we're going to go with Jackson and Adam here as the halves. If we were trying to fit them all in this year just for the sake of trying to fit four blokes in there, then our biggest weakness is centre position. Adam's the only one that can play centre. So mm-hmm. you put Adam in centres. You could put Brooksy at number nine. He, he can handle the defence. He's got a good lef- left-footed kicking game like some old Tiger that used to play for us before that won a premiership. Um, so if you want to squeeze them all in, we can squeeze them all in. Uh, but, yeah, if you're looking just for next year, I would say it's going to be jackson Hasting seven. Adam Dwayne, he six, unless there's some recruitment-ish, you know, uh, some new player that we decide to buy that we haven't even put into the calculations. Yeah, it's a tough one. Like, it's,
0: I guess, while we're doing this exercise, it will be, it might be answered by the end of the year. Uh, Jock Madden might not be. He might sign with someone else. So, um, yeah, in terms of money, with Brooksy tied up in a million dollars, yeah, do you... Do you pay Brooksy to go elsewhere to keep to keep Jock like that's it's the the money p- as well as the on field puzzle it's the um the salary cap
1: puzzle. I, I well. think I so. would. I, th- I think I would because he, he can do that game management role as well. Where yeah. no offense to Luke Brooksy can't and he and he'll come for half the price. So. Yeah, but if he comes, but if he comes for half the price and you're paying Brooksy
0: half price elsewhere, you're paying the same. So true, but true, but. Jock, I mean, it's probably fair to say that Brooksy may have hit his peak in his career. Brooksy may not get better.
1: Well, if we, don't, if we don't if we don't play Brooksy at uh number nine, and, and why I mentioned that, like, where else can you play Brooksy? If he's not number six, he's number nine as a part-time number nine, or he's out. So if we decide Adam is number six, then there's just no future for Luke Brooks there. Or, or Jock Madden, yeah. to be honest, if they see Jock Madden as a number six. So we, we just have to make our mind up as a club. Who are we going to move with forward? It, it'd be nice to have someone that you could keep as a backup in case of injury, and I think you could afford to carry Jock Madden on a cheaper price, you know, provided obviously someone like the Dolphins don't snap him up yeah. or something like that. Yeah, there's, I
0: don't know, I feel like someone will throw half a mil at him. They should be. One. Yeah. They should be. Yeah, He's I playing think the Dolphins
2: might chase him pretty hard, considering who they've signed so far, which is a whole lot or not much, and their yeah. spine is looking pretty thin at the moment.
0: I mean, I mean, the Bulldogs that they could afford him should go after him, but um, fingers crossed he stayed. I I don't want it to him to end up in a, in a Fox Sports article um, one day.
2: Let's face it, he probably will.
0: Yeah. Uh, righto. This one's. Pretty uh pretty stacked boys. I had to go hard on the uh the images <laughs> here. The two, three, four, five combo. So it's probably safe to assume Dane Laurie is the one. Um, we just talked about the six and the seven. There's uh nine guys on that graphic there. So Ken Marlowe, Adam Dway uh, Stafford Toa, Jimmy Roberts, uh, our new addition, um, Brett Naden, uh Tommy Talau, Asukepa O'A. Uh, old mate David Nofaluma and young junior Tupo. There's four positions and nine guys who can play those positions. Uh, Aaron, uh, how what who who are your two, three, four, five for this year and then going forward next year?
2: All right, well, for this year, I have no doubt, uh, Kenny's going to be the five. My my thoughts, uh, with the centers. It's a, little, it's a little tricky, the centers especially. do Are they going to try and bring the Jet back in once he comes back? Obviously, Rob and I had our um, differences about the Jets' year so far last week. But are they going to be able to bring him back in with the guys we've got now? I think Naden is going to get a chance to cement himself on one of those edges, probably the same edge as Kenny. I think Nofa will come back in to the two, um, whether that's this week or down the track, I think he will be coming back. I'd say Tommy Talao would be in the in there as a possible option uh, after he comes back later in the year, but we're not expecting him back until after round 20, I believe. So for this year, I'm going to say Nofa, uh, Dweyhe, Naden, and Kenny. Next year I'm going to say Nofa. Uh, fudge. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. The the three I'm unsure about for next year because I really do think that next year um he will end up back in the halves. But but yeah, I think Naden and Mamalo will probably stay the four and five. It's just that three that I'm really unsure about. Maybe Talau gets the three next year. Um I doubt he'll see much game time late this year considering how serious his injury is. They might end up just keeping him out until uh the preseason and then just load him up, getting getting ready for a big season next year. But Honestly, who knows? It, it's a bit of a mess. Uh, Rob, a
0: few people uh, will go six We've talked about this before. Talal, uh probably moving to the second row as he bulks up a little bit. That might solve it. Um, so maybe we can emulate, yeah, eliminate Tommy Talal. Um As Aaron just said, Adam's probably going to be in the halves as well. Um, makes it a little bit easier, but still... Who who are your two,
1: three, four, five? Yeah, in terms of the rest of the year, I agree with Aaron. Uh, I think it'll be well, hopefully, Noffers, You know, hasn't put had a line put through his name, but uh, Noffa and Kenny on the wings, uh, Naden and Toa in the centers, maybe maybe Dwayhe. So, I mean, obviously, Aaron said Dwayhe. I think a lot depends on how Toa goes this week. If Toa has another bad game defensively, uh, then I, I think he might be back to Reggie's, and then and Dwayhe gets that spot. In terms of next year, guys, I mean, both uh, Nofaluma and Mamalo are still with the club, so you'd assume they're going to be the wingers. Uh, The centres, I I can't see us having James Roberts next year. I think he's just about turning 30, wouldn't he? I mean, he's he's got to be getting on a little bit and with the back issues and all that sort of stuff, he might be a little bit of a risk for the club. Uh, Oliver Gildart doesn't look like he's likely to be considered for a while. So I would say our centres next year will be whoever we buy between now and the end of the year. So I'm sure we're going to go centre shopping and Naden. I think Naden will be fine. But in, as well as Naden goes on the left, I actually think he'd, he'd be a better right centre. He's got a great right footstep and um, actually wouldn't mind seeing them swapped around this week, uh, Tower and Naden. So where where would you
0: put – so you'd put Stafford, Tower and Reggie's then,
1: Rob? Uh, if, if Adam plays there the rest of the year, if Adam comes back in time, but – Who knows what's happening with Adam? Is he going to play this week? Is he going to play round 14? There were reports today he's going to uh, play maybe in round 16. And I should mention, Josh, I don't know if you're aware of the reports today. Apparently, the club has opened uh, negotiations with Dane Laurie. uh, Yeah, I did say that, yeah. They're looking to upgrade uh, the last year of his contract from 200 to 350. And they're talking about uh, further extending his contract. So uh, that's good news for Dane Laurie.
0: Uh, yeah so that's why i basically didn't bother talking about the one because i'm pretty sure we'll we will lock him in um for a bit yeah he's still a little bit he's still a little bit raw but um he's, he's a big part of the team going forward a few people guys um man Nofaluma has gone from the club favorite to uh yeah basically people being a little bit unhappy with it he's Basically, he wasn't happy. I don't know if you guys caught the Magpies game on the weekend. Um, and he's come out in the media and said, I'm not a second-grade player sort of thing. Um, yeah, what's what's your thoughts on Nofa at the moment, as? Your mic's mute, muted, As.
2: There we go. Oh, there we go. I didn't even realise I pressed it again. Anyway. Um... I really hope he hasn't done his dash uh, for the team. Now, after this, I hope he takes it as the kick up the ass that he needs. I think, like I said before, I think he's going to be back in the squad, um, whether it be this week or next week. I just, yeah, it's, it's really disappointing that he's gone and screwed up the way he has, but, I hope he fixes it. I'm I'm curious to know why they were playing him at fullback in the second half. If you have any news on that, Rob?
1: No, I've got no news on that, mate. Not at all. Yeah, I saw, I
0: saw the game. They did try him at um, at fullback. Yeah, he it wasn't anything special. I mean, he had a few. He started to run a little bit harder in the second half, but man, you you think you'd expect him to dominate? Um, Going down to that yeah. levels, but he just he just didn't look interested on the wing. Like he let in a pretty soft try. To um wasn't he wasn't on Mansour's side as the other South winger. Um, that was pretty Gagai. disgusting. Gagai, yeah, Gagai Junior, maybe yeah, oh, his brother. I think it's his brother. It's Dan Gagai's brother, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, yeah,
0: um, yeah, he 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 certainly didn't doing himself any favours, I thought, of getting back into first grade this week.
2: Yeah, that was his, what, second game in a row in Reggie's? I think he played the week before as well, didn't he? Uh, did he play before or was he injured?
1: I don't think he played the week before. I think yeah, he, I just, he, was... he just wasn't big for he...
2: didn't, didn't he play the... Oh, I thought he might have played the in the draw against um, Newtown. Oh, he he could have. I'm not. I'm not aware of it to be honest. Yeah. No. He, yeah. John confirmed. Yeah. know he, he
0: who's still injured. And then. Okay. Yeah. Um, righto. We'll keep it rolling. Um, righto. Beyond the players for a bit. So, the home games coming up this year. So I wanted to ask this question because a big question we had it in our poll. If you missed our episode last week uh, where we polled, um, we had two hundred. 60-odd of you submit polls, and one of the questions was regarding uh, home ground uh, allocation for next year, and the likeliness uh, I've been told is that we're going to play more games at the suburban grounds, and um, the best way, in my opinion, for that to happen next year is basically we're going to vote with our feet. So uh, incoming home games... Uh, obviously, we're at Campbelltown this week. And then we've also got, I mean, the Eels on a Saturday night at Leichhardt Oval. If that's not sold out, you'll never sell out Leichhardt um, as well. I mean, Conbank Stadium for Panthers. Um, Town, we've got the Knights on a Sunday afternoon. So if the weather's good against Newcastle on a Sunday, if we're still somewhat in finals contention, you'll hope that that gets somewhat of a crowd. And then we finished the year at Leichhardt Oval. Um, we are at Conbank and against the Dragons and then Leichhardt Oval against the Raiders uh, where we might have to play to get in the finals and get flogged again like we did in 20... What year was that? 2015? What, 2016. sixteen? Sixteen, yeah. sixteen yeah, the year I got married. Um,
2: I would imagine yeah. that Campbelltown... Yeah. Uh, not the Campbelltown. The Tamworth game is probably sold out by now as well, so... She'll get a nice, solid crowd for that one.
0: Yeah, I think I think Tamworth would be a lock for a while. But, um, yeah, I just think – I don't know about you, Aaron. I know Rob, Shane, and I have always said we think Town should get more games like up, maybe stay with three, maybe four. But um, we think Town really needs – basically give the Combank games to Town for next year. What are your thoughts on that? Let us know in the comments too.
2: Yeah, I I think I mentioned it a little bit last week as well. <clears throat> Sorry. Um I think it it'll be a, it'll end up being the same. I think Campbelltown will get the the bulk of the games. I th- I feel like if you exclude Magic Round, if we stop playing at Magic Round or start playing that as an away game or whatever, I think the split could end up being something like a 7 uh or an 8. No. Yeah, seven, four, and one. I had to do my math to get to 12 for a second there. Seven, seven-ish 7 Campbelltown, four, like three to four Leichhardt. Um, and then you've got, yeah, that Tamworth game because that that area seems to really like the, the game at the moment. Uh, we've been getting good crowds there and the club like giving back to the community. And obviously, I think they're getting to the point, the NRL, where they want every team to take a game out to... The regional areas, obviously, Tamworth has now been our place to do that. I think this is what the fourth time. Uh, Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I I have a feeling the club's going to stick with that at least for the foreseeable future. So, if that's our regional game, and we've got maybe a seven-four split for Mm. suburban grounds, I think Mm. that could work.
0: Mitch and Facebook comments just said, "Don't forget magic round." So we'll see if we'll take the cash. To give that one away as well.
2: Yeah, if they do that, it may end up being a a six four one one, or a seven three one one split. I feel like. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Rob?
1: In terms of how many fans will show up to, to home games, you're talking about yeah for the, both yeah for, for the rest of this year, Josh. Yeah, just
0: those those. I mean, that Parramatta. I mean, if that's got to sell out playing Parramatta. And I just hope um, West Tigers fans, the, the tickets are on sale now, I'm pretty sure. So if you if you don't have a membership for Leichhardt, snap up your tickets because it'd be pretty embarrassing if Parramatta um, bring out, like, fill a third of Leichhardt Oval with blue and gold. That'd be pretty embarrassing. But, yeah, so, Parramatta
1: could fill the ground up on their own with their supporters. Yeah. Their, their supporters travel really well. So. When no they're wish. winning, they do, yeah. That, that, that'll get sold out. That, that won't be a problem. Uh, for us as fans, I guess, you know, there's going to be a little bit of an anti-club uh, sort of sentiment if they get rid of Madge. Um, It really depends on how we're playing as a club as to sort of what crowds we'll get. If we got, keep playing the style of footy we've been playing, at least in attack, even even the style of attack we did against South Sydney, um, I think we'll get plenty of fans showing up to games. It'd just be nice to you know, have something to play for and the season not being over yet. Uh, if they do get rid of Madge, guys, I think Madge is getting the most out of these players. So I don't know what other coaches, you know, will the air come out of the team? Like, will, will they just lose a bit of that intensity or just think, oh, well, you know, season's over, Madge is gone. They obviously don't give us a hope. So I'd like to think our crowds would be good. Um, the, we've, we've discussed the home ground stuff uh, to death in terms of Campbelltown. like yeah. I, I don't, I don't really mind, as I said, whichever way it goes. I don't think a redeveloped ground at Campbelltown is in the near future. You're looking at seven, eight years away minimum, and that's you know government grant pending. So uh, I'm not fussed either way. There, there's a few comments there that are quite funny, Josh. When was the last time we won our uh, game at Campbelltown? I, 20, I, was,
0: I just looked it up. 2020.
1: Yeah, well, I was saying the same thing about Leichhardt not not that long ago as well. Like you know, we, yeah. we about Leichhardt being a. Full We're, not We're, We're not winning
0: anywhere. We're not winning games period, anywhere. Period.
1: So, the yeah,
2: then, yeah just, Queensland, problem...
1: Queensland games we've won more,
0: more recently than the suburban grounds. Yeah, yeah we've got a, a good
2: of... recent record at Suncorp for yeah. compared to any yeah. of our other home grounds. Yeah, we just, need, of... we just need to be I mean, a better team. That's,
0: I don't think. I think Campbelltown can be like a, a fortress, um, just, but the team team has to be have good calorie in it. Like it's just just play better. I think Campbelltown at, at the end of the day, it's still got a home ground advantage. And the, the point that we make with Campbelltown is it's a booming area and the, the club has to capture um, um, Campbelltown. I get like Christina here, a bit of an uh, essay in the comments, but she hates going to Campbelltown. I'm a platinum member, so I pay 3 k for the family. Uh, I sit in the same seats, premium members probably sit right near me, Christina. Uh, Combank. Uh, it's more comfortable. The club make more money. They won't sell. Platinum membership, they're not giving anything extra as far as seating and comfort goes. Like, I get, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, Combank, Rob, you completely flipped on your Combank um, protest. You came to one game and all of a sudden you saw how nice it is. And it is a great stadium, but it's just, um, as someone said in the comments before, it just doesn't, I don't know, it feels a bit, it just does feel soulless. Like, I, it is very, a very comfortable place to watch the game. There's not really a bad seat um, in the house. It's got all the facilities as opposed to a couple of food trucks at Campbelltown. But in saying that the club the club could make um Town and Leichhardt better than they are. If we had more games there, like if they Campbelltown got they started doing jumping castles and they they used to do this. I don't know if they still do, but just made it um more appealing for families to come out to. I think Cameltown can be can be a great um, place to watch footy. The Leagues Club next door, I mean, it's it's a 40, 45 minute drive and 12 bucks a toll for me to get to um Stadium. But I, I still enjoy going there. And whereas Bag West or Combank Stadium is a nine minute drive for me. But I still I still enjoy Campbelltown games
1: more than I do Combank games. Well, you were saying last week on the show, Josh, you know, the games when we were doing well 11 and 12 years ago in, you know, 2010 and 11, we were getting 15, 16, 19,000. So the crowds will be there if, if, you know, if we're doing well as a team and, and as a exactly. club. So I, I don't think that's an issue, whether it's Leichhardt or Campbelltown. We're going to get the crowd. The Tigers fans will come out of the woodwork when we're winning and especially if we were a premiership threat or anything like that. So that's not going to be an issue going down the track. In terms of uh, Combank, Josh, yeah, I did backflip. It's one of the best stadiums, probably the best stadium I've ever been to, but it's like going to Vaughn Clues and living in someone else's house, man. It's not my house. It's still not my home ground. I don't care how good it was, how comfortable it was. Yeah, great to watch rugby league, etc. It's not, not my home ground. Mm. So
0: James James Hinesco does disagrees with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so anyway, <laughs> um yeah, that, that's the only thing I'd say about that. I, I got no issues, but you know, like to take home games against parramatta there that was just just beyond dumb but anyway that that's we've beaten that to death but uh yeah i just think we should have our own our own home grounds and and do them properly and make them comfortable for our own fans like you know it's it's 2022 we, we we've got draconian facilities everywhere you can't do a pee at Like oval without stepping all over p you know like and basically i know when i'm going to the game i'll make sure i go to the loo here before i go and hope that I can hold out the whole game so I don't have to even go there. Like, that's how bad the facilities are there. Where, yeah. where Combank, geez, Combank, you get you could eat your food off the floor there. Like, it's so clean. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're, they're different grounds. They're different standards. But, you know, we, we just got to have our own home ground, guys.
0: Gus says, I think Camel Town still misses the Maggies. I live out there as a former Balmain supporter. I think they miss their team. Uh, I think I disagree a little bit, Gussie. I think the majority of people that live out that way weren't like weren't there 30 years ago like 30 years ago it was farmland like you could think about oran park um all those new suburbs popping up out there's just millions and millions of people that, when the airport gets built like it's just gonna be so many people out there and if they don't have a footy team like they should have they should be west tigers fans and you need to just need to capture those people you'll get people like it's just people moving out there in their droves like it's just and as more people get out there, make it enticing for them, make it a good day out for them to go to the footy and get the kids to be West Tigers fans. They should be going to the schools and giving every kid a West Tigers footy. Like that that's enough to make a kid go for a team these days. There's no loyalty to lo- to locations anymore. It's not like us who have links to um, the Balmain area and that's why we go for the Tigers through our family and that sort of thing. Kids... Kids don't give a shit anymore. I was um, doing sport with kids the other day. One of the kids told me he's a Melbourne Storm fan. I go, have you ever been to Melbourne? He's like, yeah, a couple of times. I'm like, Why do you go for the Storm? And he's like, uh, just like, I like Ryan Pappenhausen. It's like kids kids don't give a shit about location, their local team. But if the West Tigers get need to get in there and overcome that, give them a West Tigers footy and maybe they will support their local team. And they're just not doing enough there and there's only three games a year. The the area, um yeah. I mean a few people saying that Leichhardt is is um better than Campbell Like there's a bit of an argument. I guess it's a bit the the bow main background people and I i agree like Likehart Oval we've said this before Rob like my grandfathers grew up in the main area. That's why I'm a Tigers fan. So Like oval I have my wedding photos at Leichhardt Oval Leichhardt Oval literally gives me chills every time I walk through the gates there. Campbelltown doesn't. That's just like that's that's just me. But you gotta think of it, we've got to think of it as a future. Like
1: Yeah, well we we discussed it out the there. Yeah. And as we keep saying about Campbelltown, my big thing, and it's it's only relating to my own childhood, you know, going to games at Leichhardt every second week, if I live in that MacArthur area, I'm not gonna be catching a train and God knows what else I am to go to Leichhardt Oval to watch a game. And certainly, you know, my parents as a nine or 10-year-old would let me do that on my own regardless. So I just feel like we need to have a game every second week or thereabouts at Campbelltown if if you want them to, you know, sort of take the West Tigers on board as their community team. Um, in terms of that Magpie stuff, I, I don't buy that at all because, you know, 55, 60 years ago, Magpie's home games were at Pratton Park, Ashfield. And then they moved in the early 70s to Lickham Oval, and then they, you know, moved to Campbelltown. So, like, they've, they've moved around a fair bit. I don't, buy, I don't buy that magpie stuff. That's, that's all, you know. If it was a tiger or a magpie, they're, they're still going to get three games a year out there. It's, it's not, it's not enough games for the Campbelltown area. So, we just need to up those games to a minimum of six a year. And really, I think it should be closer to eight or nine, if not all of them, myself. But uh, we've discussed it before. You know, a lot of the Leichhardt faithful. Won at least minimum three games at Leichhardt, so you know I'm just on a different sort of view to to those people. Dom said, "Rob, what if you live in
0: Leichhardt and you need to catch a train to Cam? Well, and you can catch a train to Campbelltown you can, but from Leichhardt, I mean, you, you're not going to please everyone. You, like, no, no, but it's, he's it's, right. But see, that's the yeah. thing. I,
1: we're not. I'm not. We're not catering to kids in Balmain. We're not catering to kids in Leichhardt. This is meant to be a Macarthur team. Like this is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We've got to decide like, which is the bigger area." We've got like how many how many school kids are there in Balmain or Rozelle that want to play rugby league? You know what I mean? Like there wouldn't yeah. be many compared to like the thousands that are out in the Macarthur area. So I accept what he's saying, he's right. Yeah, it's the same in both ways. Oh, we can't but- it's hard, It's it's
0: hard. People, look, it's hard. We're a merged club. You can't. Um, some people say just go all Campbelltown. There's still we're still a merged club, and there's still the fan base is spread out, and you. People can bag us all they want with our multiple home grounds, so we can't help that our fan base is spread out so much. So I think you just need the, the majority of the the footprint, as you says, out west, and then keeping that um, keeping a foot in the inner west with the the Tigers' history um, as well. It, it's a, it's a tough one, but I
1: think we're agreeing. we just kind of well. Uh, the thing the thing is too, if if the NRL thought that but the Balmain area by itself was a big enough area in terms of juniors and everything, we'd still be Balmain Tigers. Like we're just not a big enough area. The, the city is too small to accommodate so many teams. You know, they couldn't accommodate South, East, Balmain, Newtown, you know, all these inner West teams. Like yeah. you you know, the, the one-team towns have got a bigger advantage and that whole Campbelltown area pretty much makes you a one-team town with the support yeah. of the Leichhardt people. And I'll tell you now, if we were travelling in the top four and playing every game at Campbelltown and we were as good as, you know, Penrith and Melbourne, mate, yeah. everyone at going to be hiking it out to, to Campbelltown whether whether they say they would or they wouldn't. It's just a fact.
0: Yeah. You're never going to please everyone, Like, No, you're not. Yeah. And, like... How many? I always wonder how many people that always that bitch about the Balmain and Magpie bullshit. Do they actually even go to games? Do they just do they even get memberships? Like, I judging by our survey results last week, I mean, it's only 220 out of the 20,000 members that we have. But by the sounds of it, a lot of people agree with us. It's only, um, yeah, it's only the old people that probably don't even go. Not, I mean, it's not fair to say just old people, but people that don't go to games. Anyway, or they might go to one or two a year, and if they're going to only go to one or two a year, and that's Leichhardt, then if we go to four, five, six Leichhardt, then they're still probably not going to go to those three, four, five, six games. They only go to a couple um, per year. Christina, I live in the Central Coast, uh, have to travel at all games. Yeah, Campbelltown to the Seneca. There's a lot of fans up on the Central Coast, yeah. so me being I used to do the Campbelltown. Uh, it's a long drive. I mean. You stay stay down there. I mean, it's not I used to drive to, I did Canberra in a day. It depends how committed you are, I guess. And you got um in the end the M one, there's there will be no traffic lights between Campbelltown Stadium getting on the motorway. There are no traffic lights between there and carry on now. So you just gotta pay about forty dollars in tolls. But um you just go M one, M one, M two, M seven, um highway. It's all I mean, it will probably take you an hour and a half. Going through the tunnel now. So it depends on where on the coast you are. But um, I, I feel your pain. I used to drive from Terrigal uh, to games. Yeah, basically all of 2005. I spent so much money on tickets and petrol. Um, right, A. Thanks everyone's comments. In this for, one. For I me, I thought this would be quick. Oh, sorry. Has, has Red <laughs> We didn't go to you. Sorry, man. Go. Yeah,
2: I was I was enjoying listening. Um, yeah. for me, I still think part of the problem is the matchups we're getting at Campbelltown, which is that's a good Why point. it feels so soulless. Um, yeah. it was I can't remember what year. It might have been 2018 or 2019. It was a cold as crap. Uh, Friday night. I think we played the Titans out there, and we had bugger all crowd. I feel like we should be getting most of our rivalry games at our suburban grounds. Like who would you got? Who would the two of you say are our biggest rivals, like three or four biggest rivals? You'd have to say the Pan- the Panthers. You'd have to say the Eels.
0: Yeah. Parramatta I think Parramatta would be number. I mean, that's who I hate the most. Um, that's usually what a rivalry is. Who do you hate? Um. yeah, at the moment, it'd be it'd be it maybe Penrith. I don't think – do Penrith consider us a rival, though? Do they really care that much? I'm not actually? sure if they
1: really care, but for me, the, yeah. the, whole, the whole everything – any as long as Ivan Cleary is associated with yeah. the Penrith they'll be my number one arch rival from what he did to the club, what he did to our cap, the, the dud signings he bought, bought at ridiculous prices, the the blowing a kiss – you know, when they won a game two or three years ago, um, you know, that that just, you know, burns me the wrong way. And, I, and I've got like some, you know, my son's friends who are really good Penrith fans and love them to bits and I'm happy for them when they do well, but I can't stand them. I, I like, I just want them to lose every time I see them play unless they're playing the Roosters. The Roosters are like right, right down the bottom. But in terms of where you play the games, guys, like if we're trying to attract away crowds as well, I'd be playing the Roosters and Souths at Leichhardt like, it's, it's just, you know, it's inner city, guys. Like, it's not far for them to travel. Yeah. And, you, and you just, you know, maybe play Canberra and, you know, the people closest to Campbelltown that way, maybe Penrith or, or something out that way. So you've just got to just do the maths and do the, you know, geography and work out who you play where. But it seems like the Titans that hardly have any Sydney support, you know, wherever you play them, you're going to get an empty crowd, which is why I've always thought, you know, changing topic a little bit. Well, I've always thought if we had a competition that had two conferences and you put yeah. all the ones all the one team towns in one conference, they're going to get the same crowd when they play each other twice regardless. And if we have all the Sydney teams in one conference and we have home and away games with them, you're going to get blockbuster crowds at both venues because they're they're all Sydney teams and you you build that rivalry up again. Did you steal my
0: idea? I'm sure we've talked about that on the show in the past. That was my um,
2: I think you have talked about that in, on the show in the past. Yeah, I have, that's yeah. been my thing. That's been my thing. For, so I, can <laughs> yeah,
0: five, I,
1: mean, I can go back yeah. on Twitter five years ago. I think and,
0: Buzz, I think Buzz Rothfield wrote wrote an article about it as well. But yeah, basically have nine um non New South Wales and nine New South Wales. The argument was that the other teams have to fly more, but they have to fly anyway.
1: They have to fly like, anyway. It if you're no the Cowboys,
0: you fly 12, you're on the plane 12 times a year. Whether you're in the conference or not, so I mean, who cares? The worry is you got to get in a plane anyway. Well, like, prior, so, prior
1: to the Dolphins being named as the seventeenth team, we had obviously sixteen teams. There's nine Sydney teams and seven one city teams, so it kind of didn't didn't work out perfectly. But the way I would have done does that it include was, Newcastle. Yeah, that in, Newcastle would be one of the yeah, ones. So
0: Newcastle, Newcastle would go. They got their own airport. They could they can be a non-Sydney team.
1: No, like I'd have – no, no, sorry, Newcastle's in the away teams. So yeah. the, the, the Sydney team that I'd sort of kick out or, or put with that conference would be the Roosters for many reasons. One, they can afford it. They can afford the travel. <laughs> yeah. Um. Two, their supporters don't go anywhere anyway. Like, they don't show up till the semifinals are on. So they'd be the perfect team to just use in that and just have eight and eight. But now that we've got the Dolphins in, you know, that kind of throws a spanner in the works, we need another team.
2: Um, get Perth in the Cop ASAP. Exactly. Well, you get Perth yeah. and then you've
1: got nine and nine. But see, then then the break up there, there's going to be teams having a bye and stuff like that. It's a bit weird. Well, not, not necessarily having a bye because you've got 18, but if you structure it that the each conference plays each other, uh, plays their own division before they play the opposite conference then it becomes a bit of a, a weird one to work out. It's not as simple as it would yeah. have been teams. Just on you earlier. So what I
2: was... So sorry. So what I was getting at in regards to Campbelltown, a lot of the time the teams we play out there are the teams that we don't have away fans for. A lot of the time it's the pen, yeah. uh, sorry, it's the Broncos, it's the Titans, it's the Warriors, it's the Knights, um, and the Knights typically don't travel that far down from Newey. Yeah. If they go uh, well, the to do. Campbelltown anyway, yeah. Sometimes so, yeah. they do, but yeah, they they had those horrible years, um, and I and I they. They barely traveled at all. Like they packed out McDonald Jones week after week. But yeah, they barely traveled beyond that. And that's a long way. Uh, yeah, I feel I just yeah, feel like if we were getting some of those other rivalry games at Campbelltown as well, that would boost numbers too. And it would make it feel less soulless. Because I remember yeah, I remember that night we were playing the Titans, just being there with my brother, uh shivering our asses off. It there was just barely anyone there. I, I think we were lucky to hit four thousand that night or something.
0: Uh, I said this on the show last week, but the crowds that we had at, uh, when we were winning. So we, when we played the Roosters in 2010 at Campbelltown, we had 19,900 19, people there. So nearly basically 20,000 people to watch us play the Roosters. Um, against. We had 17,000 when we played the Panthers. So that's, that's kind of on your point there. Uh, when we played... So when we played the Titans and Raiders, we had 14,000. When we played the Bulldogs, we had 19 – this is 2011 uh, – 19,000 and 16,000 when we played Penrith. So, yeah, it does – it's worth a couple of – like, at least worth a couple thousand more, as I I do get what you're saying. But, I mean, if we can get nearly 20,000 people there for a Roosters game, I mean, they might as well Mm -hmm. be an out-of-town team. Yeah, uh, as Rachel as Ra- Rachel says, she's kind of summed up what I'm trying to say. Winning, winning creates crowds. You we'll go, we'll go anywhere. I mean, when we won the comp 2005, Ains, uh, what was it called? It was Telstra Stadium, wasn't it? Then the Homebush. Um, we were packing that out like as well. We we just go even it's the shitest ground to watch footy at because you're so far away. But the team was playing so well by late late in the year. I think we played the last game against. The Panthers, when we lost, yeah, it was. Yeah, we yeah, lost. It was like we were in the top four. I, I can look it up where that crowd was, but I think it was
1: 34 22 or something that game. Yeah, yeah. We, we're, we're winning we the last two games.
0: Yeah, Sheen's pulled off a couple of players late. It was almost like we tanked to come forth. Um, I anyway, I just uh, found the
2: one that I was um, the, the, game, the game against the Titans I was talking about. So, yeah, it was round 16, 2017, Friday, the 23rd of June. The Titans beat us 26-14. to It was the 6 o'clock game. Uh, we had a crowd of 6,891, so a bit more than what I thought, but still you'd, you'd want to see more than that at our suburban grounds.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know if you can access it, guys, but have a look at uh, if you can try and find the crowd for uh, the 2005 first semifinal uh, where we beat 20, 26,000. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that was the semi final, guys, and there, and still there was hardly any North Queensland guys there, and we only got twenty six thousand. So how are you going to get massive crowds for the Cowboys wherever you play them, really? And like we, yeah. we packed out Leichhardt. I think we packed out Leichhardt a couple of times. You know, yeah. we like I remember the famous Tedesco try there in uh, two thousand and sixteen. That was a, a, a you know a massive crowd that day. So. You know, it's never going to be perfect, and the game really caters for TV rights now. It doesn't really cater for the fans, and that's what I miss about the game. Like, I was speaking to my wife about it last weekend. We love the fact that we could just go watch three grades and, and make a day of it, and, and you just can't do that anymore, and especially if you've got a Friday game at 6 o'clock. Like, there, there's just nothing to look forward there at all, but the Sunday afternoon games were, were fantastic. Uh, mm.
0: Joseph Alafarchi says there won't be many Manly fans this Sunday at Camel Town. I don't know. Manly fans seem to travel better than the stereotype says lately. The, I know when we played them um, on Anzac Day at Combank last year, there was heaps of them in Parramatta. So um, maybe the Roosters are starting to become that don't travel. They are. Team. Uh, Gus, I don't mind our- if
2: we get. Um, I don't mind if we get some variety with our. Like the time slots we play for our Campbelltown games. But I feel like, at the very least, every game we play there should be a Sunday afternoon.
0: Yeah. But like, I, like we've said, you can't, Channel 9 picks that. So yeah. that sucks. it sucks. It, it does annoy me that I said it last yeah. week as well that there's one Sunday Arvo at Leichhardt this year. There's three They there. generally
2: do pick a lot of our our games at our suburban grounds on Sunday Avos. We, we yeah. generally have a pretty good.
0: Channel split 9. Of
2: Channel Nine games,
0: yeah. Channel not Nine does here, like the we four have pm. In the past. Yeah, they like the four pm um, slot there. But I think because the team's not going well, Channel Nine mm-hmm. they pick the first three games of the round, and I don't think they're picking. Um, they're not picking us for Friday night footy um, much this year. Uh,
2: Late in the season, they get uh, a Sunday night game as well. I think it's the last five for us. Saturday night, sorry late in the season, they end up having the four games, one each night.
0: Yeah, that's well, right. So. Yeah, they do take over. Right, I thought that would be the quickest topic of the night. It ended up being the longest, but that's all good. Um, <laughs> that's true. It always goes at it. That's all. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Right. Who will be re-signed? So I'll bring up, um, as if you had a thought about this, which players do you think that are off contract this year will bring back next year? Let us know in the comments what you think, guys.
2: Out of the three you've got on screen there? No, nah, any.
0: Think... That was just the first oh, okay.
2: three I thought of. Well, starting starting with those three, uh, I think the only one of the three of them that will get re-signed will be Jimmy Tamo. I think he'll get one more year. Like Rob said before, I don't see uh the Jet getting another year. And as much as I, I'd i hate to see it, I think Jock's gone at the end of the season. I've got to try and remember who else is off contract now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a list in front of me here. So Austin Diaz, okay. Luke Garner, William. Obviously, Luke Garner's got a contract now. Uh, William Key, Jock Manon, Henry O'Kane, Jimmy Roberts, Tommy Talau. Um, I forgot about Tommy. Uh, Tommy Talau, Jimmy Tarmel, and Brendan Tumith. Ch- so a lot of guys who aren't playing first grade at the moment.
2: I'd I'd say a few of those may be, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Development players. Uh, yeah. any of those young or the younger guys. There's a, few,
0: maybe, there's a couple of to- yeah, a couple of toilets as well. But um yeah. Gus I resign think- all of them. Don't need to be but it's cheap. Um yeah, I mean he's right. I mean Jimmy Roberts probably won't get big money offers to go elsewhere and might might you might throw hundred and fifty K at him or something, but um I mean Jock Madden, I think. The one that's going to get the most money is Jock Madden. There's not really another guy. Tommy Talau with his injury, coming off injury, like, is anyone going to... I mean, it depends how he when he comes back and how he comes back, but um, Jock is going to take the most money.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I, I think it'll just be maybe some of those other younger guys, the Toilers, um, as well as Tamo and to allow i'd love to see them re-sign jock but with the halves conundrum like we were discussing before i don't yeah. think they're gonna think there's a, a place for him and they might encourage him to look at his options the same as um little even though he's under contract for next year i have a feeling he won't be at the club next year either
1: yeah um rob what are your thoughts I think um, Tamo stays if he wants to play on, as we've said before. I don't don't want him him signed if we've got to twist his arm to sign. I think if we offload Luke Brooks, I could see Madden saying, I I think even if we are paying a lot of his money, Josh, uh, elsewhere, I still think we come out no worse off, if not slightly better off by upgrading Jock and paying some of Luke Brooks to play elsewhere, Uh, particularly with, you know, we don't know how Adam's going to go. He's had a couple of series... Serious injuries in his career, so it'd be good to have him on board. And uh, but the other guys, are, they're pretty much all development players. So it, it really depends on how the rest of the year goes, and it's a lot of speculation. Josh, I, I really haven't seen enough of those young guys as well to know who they keep. And yeah, I mean they're not all young too. Happen. Some of them, some of them are in their mid mid twenties. Um, yeah, but like some of them have hardly been in first grade, if if ever played yes. first grade. So. You know, without, without seeing them, I, I couldn't tell you if, if they'd stay or not. But the names you've got up there, they're, they're the key ones. I Look, I like what Jimmy Roberts has brought to the team this year, but, you know, he's literally squeezing everything out of his body at the moment to, to finish a game. So I just don't think his body can cope with NRL anymore. But he's he's played great. But, you know, do you, do you want him playing two weeks in and having a few weeks off? Like that? that could be what we get with Jimmy. But he'd be worth keeping if he could produce... What he did in the first few games of the year. Um, to be
0: honest, I'm su- I'm surprised Jock hasn't signed. It's, no one's picked him up yet. Like he, the way he played at Leichhardt that last game, I thought. The, we mentioned Dolphins earlier, um, but maybe maybe he's trying to work out to see what the Tigers are going to do. But yeah, like it's yep, going to be true. so hard for him to get a spot in the halves.
2: No, agreed. So I've just pulled up the the list on zero tackle of yep. the squad for next year. If I've counted correctly, we've got twenty five contracted players for twenty twenty three. So we've got five spots available.
0: Yeah, and you'd think some of those um will be filled. That's obviously including Appy Papa.
2: Yep. So yeah. there's so there's numbers of known salary cap for some of them and the one to unknown salaries, they're just ticks. There's also a question mark on Junior Pauger for next year. Um, So I'm not sure what that go is there, but I didn't count that question mark and not counting it. There's 25, even though there's a mutual option for Joffa. I don't know if he's taken that up or not. but He
0: has, yeah. He's, he, he has t- taken that he's up. He's taken it, yeah.
2: Yeah, so but, including Joffa, that's twenty five for next year.
1: Yeah, well, if, if he wants, couples, if he wants to stay anything. with us, guys, I'd be keeping New Brown as well. He, he showed uh, me, he showed me enough against Canterbury to, to to keep him. I know he's on a train and trial, but yeah, and uh, you wouldn't think he de- he won't demand huge money. He won't demand so. much, and I and I think he'd be even though he's you know got to look after himself financially, having missed out on so much footy. I think he. Sort of be you know pretty keen to stay with the Tigers, given we gave him a
2: chance. Uh, yeah, finishes the year. He's well. a,
1: he was—I completely forgot about him. He wasn't on that list,
0: so.
2: Um, right, he's not on the development players list either. New Brown, yeah, because be he's done a train on trial. That's why. Oh, yeah. Train, Oh, yeah. There's a difference there. Never yeah. mind me.
0: <laughs> righto. So long, long-term injury return. So um, this is one pretty much none of us can answer because we're not. Part of the conditioning staff of the West Tigers, but it's just a question we, um, yeah, we need to see. Obviously, Adam, fingers crossed, is back this weekend. Uh, Sean is probably having done his injury at the start of the season, very, very unlikely. He, his Instagram post got me a little bit excited. Um, yeah, basically, it was a shot of him training. He looks, looks like he's pretty fit, really, like out there on the. The training field. He said something about a a comeback, but I think it was more just in regards to next year. Jimmy Roberts with his back. um, Not so sure. Tommy Talao is not meant to come back to a a few games before the end of the year. So, and um, Young Rua out for the season uh, as well. But, um, well, basically, the only one we can really talk about is Adam. Rob,
1: what what are your expectations of Adam for the rest of the year? Oh, I think Adam's busting the play, guys. So, you know, once he comes back, he's going to make it pretty obvious to those that want to leave him out that he should have been back as early as he could and he'll want to make a name for himself. All, all he's seen is the Jacko Hastings talk and owning the team and all that sort of stuff, which is, is great. Uh, but obviously... That was what we all thought of Adam last year. So he'll be looking to make his mark on the team when he comes back. And, yeah, I, I, Adam's not the sort of guy that would want to sit the, the, the rest of the year out, no matter where we are on the table. He's really competitive. Um, he's a tiger at heart. So, yeah, I expect him back as soon as he's allowed to play. That's why the talk of him not playing at all is just super frustrating.
0: Aaron, mm-hmm. um, what are your expectations of performance-wise for Adam? Like, do you think how many, how many weeks... Do you reckon it will take him to get back to before we start seeing the the player Uh, we know he is?
2: I'd say give him a month. We've got three games in the next month because we've got that uh, rep round weekend off after the Dogs game, I think it is. I think it's after the Dogs before the Warriors. So if he was to come back against Manly, I think we'd probably see him getting back to his best uh, in the next Leichhardt game against Para. That's kind yeah. of what I'd be thinking there.
0: This origin period is so annoying. Like, I love – I'm obviously wearing my blue jer- blues jerseys. I say that. But I, I, I've said it – I think I've said it on the show before. What I think they should do with origin is basically origin camp should be for three weeks. The players don't leave camp. They don't go in and out. You pick a squad like we did for um, – was it 2020? They'll be, they just picked a squad and played at the end of the year. Was it last year? Uh, 20, 2020. Yeah. 2020, wasn't it? So they should just play play Wednesday night and then you play Sunday week. So it's like, what, 10 days between games and then you play Wednesday week. So it's 10 days between game one and two and two and three. They stay in camp and they just, like, they have their squad. They announce their team um, like you would in an NRL game. And then on the weekend, you just play the Pacific Island, Island Nations against each other. So have a you have a round robin, not a, uh, yeah, like a round robin sort of tournament between Papua New Guinea, Samoa, Tonga, uh, Fiji, who am I missing? Maybe a New Zealand Murray side you could have in there as well. Play those on the weekend. And then it gives, you, it gives you three weeks, four weeks for players that are injured. Like basically everyone will have nearly a full squad. When you come back from origin, it's four weeks of rehab everyone gets to do on their players. And you got star, mostly star players back by the time Origins finish. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that, Rob? Am I am I speaking of dreams? Am I a
1: crazy? My track no, no, bot? Not at all. They're they're look, it's a reasonable idea, Um and I think actually the NRL have kind of touted something similar to that previously. It, it's like your idea is fine. I've got no problem with it. I just have a whole issue with Origin. Totally, like I just. I just think you don't ruin a competition um for the sake of a, a you know interstate rivalry. Like that's a problem without with the NRL. It's all about money, it's all about TV rights. It's the biggest earner for the NRL. So they don't give a damn about the home and away competition. And it just, you know, it takes away like if, if we were lucky enough to play the storm during Origin, we'd probably get a win. We don't play last year. Well, yeah, guess, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. But you know what I'm saying? Like it just it yeah. makes Real lottery, um, you know, obviously the worst teams can have a good run in that period because they're playing the stars without it. Like, for example, in our case, you know, no offence, but I hope DCE pulls two hamstrings <laughs> Wednesday night so he doesn't back up next Sunday, I guess. <laughs> just uh, a little one, little grade just, one, tear. As long as he doesn't play. Yeah. He doesn't, <laughs> just a tweet, just, just a tweet. Yeah, uh, and hopefully Oli, yeah. um, Oli <laughs> Ollie- <laughs> just doesn't even show up at all after watching one. <laughs> oh, that was scary. Uh, but yeah, look, so I, I'm just not a fan of like, don't get me wrong, I like the games. The origin's great, but they lost me ever since Adrian Lamb from Papua New Guinea played for Queensland and James Tamo was plucked from New Zealand to play for New South Wales and things like that. It's just a joke how, how you know, where the, the origins and all that sort of stuff, like Greg Inglis being selected for New and, South and, Wales, he's from Nashville. Yeah, Maxfield, that, that yeah. they actually showed a, an article once like Greg Inglis, if he'd have played for New South Wales, it actually changes that whole domination period that Queensland yeah. had for so many years and he's, he's in my opinion Greg Inglis is the greatest runner of the football since 1908 not that I'm old enough to have seen all of them but he's just the best runner of the footy I've ever seen so I just think it's a joke how you uh, had the criteria for selection and so like I say I can take it or leave it I, I get a bit more passionate when Tigers players are playing so, you know, back in the, in the day, like, you know, when I was a Balmain supporter, if there were a couple of Tigers playing for Queensland, I didn't mind seeing Queensland do well. Uh, but, yeah. What, I, Queens, I, what Queenslanders? I can't think of any Queenslanders. Oh, back back yeah. in those days, there was uh, a lot older than you, Josh. Uh, Greg Oliphant, Rod Morris, uh, guys, guys like that, they, were, they actually would play for Australia as well. and hmm. uh, Yeah, so they were Balmain players. They get plucked out to play Origin. And because, stuff.
0: obviously, the forward pack... For New South Wales in the late eighties, early nineties was basically
1: mostly. Tigers. Yeah, it was like, half the Tigers pack yeah. There was even yeah. even one year, I think David Brooks got to play Origin as well. So we had Ciro Brooks, Pierce, Roach, Elias. It was just it was just a dream. It was just about and Gary, making, Jack at fullback. Gary Gary Jack there and later on Tim Brasher came. Timmy in. Brasher, yeah. Yeah, so it was uh yeah, it was really good. But um yeah, I just I just think the whole criteria sucks. But why would you ruin your competition? I, I don't I can't see any other competition yeah. like even NBA they'll have an all-star weekend where no one plays and they go yeah. back to their their games and the major league baseball do the same thing and you know NFL leave it basically post postseason or or you know like they used to have it after Super Bowl and then they have it a couple of weeks before Super Bowl but you weren't allowed to be if you had qualified for the Super Bowl. You couldn't couldn't play in the All Star game, so or the Pro Bowl, yeah, whatever you the Pro it. Pro Bowl, yeah, pro Bowl, yeah. So there's just, but we just seem to like just not give a shit about our home and away season, and it just taints the whole season for me. But you know, when you're in the bottom of the ladder, it actually helps. But you know, I'm sure teams, like yeah. the, I'm sure teams like the Roosters would have liked to have had you know James Tedesco on the weekend, and that might have been the difference between winning and losing against Canberra for them. You just don't know, so. Anyway, I've gone on a bit of a tangent there, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not really Look, an Oracle fan. But you're I, right. I say to Roosters fans, I like the fans, like, I, I like if they, idea. If they
0: stop buying all the good players and they don't have to worry about that shit. So I don't feel sorry for the Roosters in that regard. But um, right, our next question crystal balls out. How many games are we going to win? Aaron, what are you thinking? Obviously, 12 go on, 12 left.
2: I see us as legitimate chances. In around six to seven of them, it's a matter of how many they can actually win. Are there any thoughts on which which ones looking at the draw? Yep, I'm just pulling the draw back up on my phone. What have you got a number uh, in mind,
1: Rob? Me, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I will not be picking a number between five and nine, uh, and it, it's basically match dependent. I reckon we could win nine and make the finals, and I reckon we might win. Five or less if we sack a catch, sack our coach, or, or you know, a little bit of air sort of comes out of the team. Uh, I, I still think we can make guys. If, if Match thinks we can, I think we can. So I'm not giving up yet.
0: Uh, Joe says six. I might sit on the fence with Joe there. Half the games left. What's that leave us with? Nine wins for the year. Not enough. Yeah, 50, 50 50. Not enough. But I mean, how, how many games do we have to win? Rob, for you to be satisfied with this season, like to have a bit more hope for 2023? If we can win seven out of 12, I think I'll have a bit more hope for next year.
1: Look, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but to be brutally honest, if the whole match thing died down, you look at the injuries we've had all year, admittedly, we're getting back to reasonable health now. I was, even though I'm not happy with where we are on the ladder, I'm actually satisfied with how we've played the, I can rock up to games now feeling like we can win them. Uh, yeah. I, we, we, we have attack now that we didn't have before. Uh, we have scramble defence that we didn't have. Obviously, I didn't like what we put against um, South because we just never looked in it from the first minute, even though we had a 12-point lead. But they've given me enough hope this year to build on 2023. But if you start changing the coach and putting doubt in your head and is this guy going to stay or that guy going to stay, you know, it, it makes it a little bit uncomfortable. But I'm I'm... Like, even though we're in the same position I predicted, I'm actually more than satisfied with how we've gone in terms of effort on the field. And and it's not just the effort. I actually think we should have won some more games. Uh, but then, you know, you lose games that you should have won, like the St George game and, you know, the, the Warriors, Warriors game yeah. and the Gold Coast game. And and even, you know, even to a lesser degree, if a few things went differently against South, maybe it could have been different. But I, I just think we weren't there. I, 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 that That's really a mystery to me why we weren't up for that game or... Or why the forwards just got absolutely smashed because that sh- we had everything to play for a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, I- I'm pleasantly surprised, guys, and and I and I look forward to like having those new signings next year. Hopefully, we buy a couple of outside backs. Um, you know, we are going to lose a little bit of depth with the guys that are, are leaving. But all in all, I- I've actually been quite hopeful for, for next year. But yeah, I- this match thing's really got me worried, and you know, if- 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 we seem to be pinning our faith in Seraldo According to the media, it might not be true. But if we're pinning our faith in Serraldo, he's a defensive coach. That, that's not my cup of tea. But, and we've seen what assistant coaches from Penrith have done with uh, the Bulldogs. So, you know, are we going to find someone better than Madge? I, I don't know. As
0: they give you enough time to uh, study <laughs> the last 12 games?
2: <laughs> Plenty. So the Dogs and the Warriors, I reckon we've got those two hopefully in the bag. Uh Round 20 and 21, the Broncos and the Knights. And rounds 24 and 25, the Dragons and the Raiders. If Broncos, I are going
0: Broncos in Brisbane. You think that's wicked? Broncos are we've going pretty a, well.
2: We've got a good record against them recently. Although I said the same thing about the Cowboys and that went horribly. Yeah. Um, but they I might think be in finals. But by then, with he back and playing back to his best, potentially, I think we can give them a real shake up there, um, and if I was to give us some odds for a seventh one, I'd maybe be leaning towards either the Sharks in Tamworth or the Roosters at the SCG, uh, since neither of them are going too crash hot at the moment. The Sharks started off great, but they've sort of, they're sort—they're sort of starting to fall off a cliff, I reckon. Um, the Roosters, so we are- might be a shot at them.
0: We never beat the Roosters, but that game might actually be at the new stadium. Hopefully, if it's built. Into no,
2: it. I think I think they're starting the or they're opening the new stadium in the last round with the Roosters and the Rabbits. Yeah, I, think I think that's do. what they're doing there. That I'm pretty sure that's their last home game at the SCG because I think they're off to Melbourne in round 24. Yes, it just um, sucks.
0: Not yeah, it yeah. sucks for footy. Sorry, like. As a cricket fan, it's, it's, as as I should add, as a footy, as a footy stadium, it sucks. It's a uh, as a cricket fan, I obviously love the place, but um, I'm I'm not going to that game if it's at the SCG.
2: Mm. Um, I think we'd need to realistically win maybe eight to be a shot at the finals. Finish with an eleven and thirteen record. I think that may be enough this year. I think it was what eighth was. 10 10 wins last year. That was the Titans, just barely scraping in there. I think we'd we'd need the 11th, um, maybe the 12th, if we don't get a big enough boost to our for and against in the near future. But 11 wins total, maybe, which would mean going eight and four in this back end. Don't see it happening, but I'd like the club to give me some hope. (laughs) Win win three in a row these first three weeks and maybe...
0: I get what get what Rob was saying with the five to nine thing, because if we lose, come out and lose a few in a row basically mathematically out of the champ, out of finals contention, it could basically derail like to none. Or if they win a few and get into finals contention, like it could could go either way. So if they come out the, the next few games will basically determine how much effort like if you look back to um Twenty when did we win we won uh eleven out of thirteen. The year that Robbie Farrow got injured towards the end of the year. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen. We played South the last game of the year and got smoked. What year was it? We played South last game of the year and we got smoked. But we're out of finals contention. I I still maintain whatever year it was that was was
2: seventeen, I think.
0: Yeah, I think I still maintain I think we got flogged by South that last game but if we're in finals contention i think we we could have beat them because but because we're out of finals contention the players just didn't turn up so yeah, we, actually no have been, that was can't be 17 was 18. Robbie yeah. wasn't
2: there <laughs> yeah that was that was 2018 so yeah that was the year we finished um with a 12 12 record yeah. but still six points out of the top 8 because yeah so
0: we could have been we could have been 13 11 that year yeah if we had turned up
2: but that's still have, um, we still would have missed out on the finals by four points, which is nuts yeah. to think about. Yeah uh,
0: how's how's your timing in the comments, Kenny? When's the centre of excellence? We'll look what the next uh, slide coming up is. Uh, will the new centre of excellence be excellent? So um, we actually don't know when it's going to open, but um, the club says it's not far enough. The the players are playing; they're training on the field in front line. Now they're back. I've seen their construction works in the background now, but um, I haven't actually got any insight on when it'll be open. But by the looks of it, uh, it's not far away. But um, Rob, do you, how much of a difference do you think this will make for the club?
1: A, getting signings, and B, to the performance of the team.
0: Uh, it'll definitely you know help
1: with some signings because it's been pretty well noted how poor our equipment has been at concord in the past so, i've seen yeah. it it's it was yeah. disgusting it was disgusting so yeah look it'll definitely help from that point of view uh won't help performance obviously in the short term in the long term it will my question would be and and pardon me for being negative about this you know what's the center of excellence doing at concord you know like it need, <laughs> needed to be and- out in the macarthur area like how's it going to help the the catchment that we're talking about by having a centre of excellence at Concord. But this has been, you know, Josh little smokescreen for the last five years because he knows nothing about rugby league. Uh, it'll help every all our our roster and whatever because we train there all the time. But e- even the fact that we train at Concord, like why do we train at Concord? Why is our base there? You know, we, we've got a base at Concord. We've got a home ground at Leichhardt, a home ground at Campbelltown. Uh, it's a bit of a mess. But look, it's definitely going to help. But in terms of the juniors, it's, it's going, certainly going to help our inner city juniors. I don't know it helps, how it helps our Campbelltown juniors and who's going to be commuting, you know, an hour or so each way to to use, you know, state-of-the-art facilities. Uh, Luke said, yeah, Canada, Canada Bay through in the majority of the money.
0: Uh, the state government did to Fiona yep. Martin uh, promise to get through in $3 million, I think. Uh, Dom Jets has shown can't play games at Concord. I reckon they might play Maggie's games there though. I could see the Magpies playing games there next year.
2: I think um, the reserve grade guys might actually be playing a couple of games.
0: Yeah, I think they were touted yeah, to play an there
2: but, this year.
0: Yeah, I think they might be down. Yeah, they might be down for might that. Be that might be. Maybe I didn't dream that. Maybe I did actually see that. Um, that was going to happen, but any thoughts on the centre of excellence? As
2: I think it's going to be really good once we get it up and running. I agree that it is probably in the wrong place if we want to encourage that um, the catchment down in uh, Campbelltown area. It really yeah. should have been a little bit closer to that direction. But when it is finally up and running, like you can see how much of a difference better facilities have made at Penrith, for example. Um, now that they've got their better Set up. They're absolutely smashing it. I think, yeah, getting a new gym, new gym equipment, everything else that's going to be there for the team. Yeah, yeah, the rehab center, every every bloody thing they get in there. I think it's going to be really good for the the team, uh, and yeah, definitely will be good to encourage some other players to to come and sign for us. Because I don't know if you you or you probably did, but did you see how? Um, memed, we got when uh episode one of Tales of Tiger Town aired last year and they showed the demountable with the yeah, uh, the sign on it saying high, high performance, high, center. Yeah, yeah, high performance center. It was just memed to shit and it just it looked so terrible. Obviously, we know why, but it will be better having that better facility hopefully before the start of 2023. That docker couldn't
0: just... have been any worse timing. Like cu- between COVID, the yep. Center of Excellence was, wasn't built yet. The team wasn't going well. Like it just
1: Yeah, it was but I think I think Rocky Balboa had better facilities when he was training in Russia yeah. for, for Ivan Draka. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, they're at least more modern anyway. Like wow.
0: I wouldn't be Yeah, the West Tigers plays punching uh dead cow carcasses yeah. at a local Local butchers. <laughs> they need. Uh, they need something. Yeah. Actually, it's all This is uh, completely unrelated, but it just popped back in my head. I found out this week, um, a little pointless fact about Dane Laurie. So, Dane Laurie apparently, before he plays, uh, he rubs Vicks on his gums. So basically, to help him breathe better. Someone told me this during the week. So he gets, you know, Vicks that so you rub. Mm-hmm rub on your chest when you got a cold he rubs it on his gums he reckons it helps him breathe better i only thought of it um earlier today because my son obviously use vix and my son at the moment is uh a bit sick but um yeah rubs it on his gums to help him breathe better fun useless righto. fact that i've learned uh, recently but um i thought that was pretty funny interesting righto Last also, one I
2: found I found it. Um okay. round twenty-two, Saturday the thirteenth of August. The Magpies are playing the Raiders at 3 p.m. at the West Tigers Centre of Excellence.
0: Yeah, cool. It'd be cool to check it check. out
2: to go to that. Gosh, I, I, might... remember when, I remember when Australia played France in you know, a rugby
1: union world cup semi final at Concord Oval. Really? Yeah. Just how times have changed. Yeah, we actually lost wow. that. We lost that day on a I think it was a Saturday afternoon. Mitch, no. I chose to do
0: the same thing when I played. Okay, so it's not that. Yeah. Um, like I like I knew I knew about Vaseline and that sort of thing. never heard anyone putting uh, Vicks on their gum. Right. Last topic for the night. So a bit of a controversial one. And for years I've preached that the hardworking people, the West Tigers office, don't deserve any um, criticism because the players on the field. Aren't playing well. Well, I feel sorry for the the front office ladies and the people that answer the emails. People uh, sending in that sort of thing, like sending in abuse to those guys, and the guy. They're not the ones that have anything to do with the football team. So uh, I do feel sorry for them. But one thing that has noticeably been been pretty bad with the club this year, other off the field, is the social media. So. Uh, long time, uh, for those that don't know, long time, uh, what was his head, his title, marketing manager, I guess, uh, Dan Talentire was, yeah, he was the man behind the West Tiger socials for a few years and they did such a good job with the content and that sort of thing. And now it just seems like, I don't know if they hired someone in his re- replacement, but this the social media, it just seems to like someone pointed out to us today they didn't there's not even anyone doing live um live scores for the the magpies games and that sort of thing so uh rob is there anything else about the social media for the club this year that just doesn't seem uh the same without dan at the hell who's that he's at
1: nrl yeah Dan, dan was a legend um dan dan was great kept everyone up to date uh he had a feel for the crowd as well like you know feel for the room so to speak um i don't know who they've given their media stuff to at the moment but they're just getting it wrong everywhere josh like it's just you know they're they're putting the wrong things up at the wrong time they're not putting the team list up at the right time they it's just not the way an organization should be run and even though it's only the media thing and you know everyone knows i love to bag the club etc etc it just shows like at every level of the club this is you know we should be all over it this is you're trying to promote your team. You're trying to promote your club. This is a really important aspect of, you know, keeping your fans upbeat, you know, uh, trying to try, trying to make us all happy and and, and let us know what's going on. We, we feel left out when we've got to hear things from, you know, other media outlets or TV or radio. And you think, hang on, why didn't the West Tigers official page post this? You know, this can't be right. So... It's just a poor look, guys. It's just—it's just not good enough. For, you know, without going on too much about it, it's just unacceptable. Uh,
2: I remember yeah. that week. It was um, in the lead up to Easter Monday. The 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 social media yeah. team posted the the picture saying, "Getting ready for our next home game," which was the week after against um, the rabbits, and they were they were ripped to shreds for that post with the whole "Oh, so I guess they're not going to show up against uh, the eels and." All that stuff. And it's like, how can yeah. you how can you run a social media team? How can you promote a club from the social media side of things, which is such a huge aspect of uh not only sport but life nowadays and miss something that big? Like hello, we we might have an, a we we've got another game to play before our next home game. Can we can we maybe focus on that first? And yeah. They were just they were just ripped to shreds for it and I kind of feel like they deserved it because it, it was Pretty pretty poor go. Yeah.
1: But Josh right. We shouldn't be ripping the social media to shreds. We should be ripping the club club to shreds over it because they're our voice. That social media department is representing the West Tigers club. So, mm-hmm. you know, if if they're not feeling embarrassed by what the social media does and getting it wrong, then why would they be embarrassed that we're sitting 15th? Why would they be embarrassed that the coaching saga is dragging on? Why would they mm-hmm. be embarrassed? the fans get shat on by the media every day with all these negative articles. There needs to be a care factor within the club of saying, you know what, we we have to be better than this. Our image has to look better than this. And I just want to know why they don't care. It, it's just not good enough, guys.
0: Uh, Mick, RIP, he, Maybe he's, he's, he's working at NRL now. As far <laughs> as I know, he's... Uh, he's uh, <laughs> He's he's still kicking. He's moving on to big. He's in the big smoke now, working for NRL. But um, yeah, we miss if he does listen back to this. And he's he's still a fan. You see, Dan tweeting about the
2: West Tigers he a lot. It. Still, he still loves the club. So, um, he tweeted about our yeah. injury crisis about a month or so ago, saying yeah, how always, well we, we were performing despite the injury chaos. You know, he
0: still loves the club. But um, I mean. It's pretty safe to say that the, working for the the top dog NRL is yeah it's a big gig for him and you can't begrudge him for taking that. So, um, I mean, Gus fans should rise and do more content. I'll try. I mean, that's what we. The good thing about this, I guess, is guys like us. It kind of there's a, a void, then we kind of fill it in, um, as well. So if the West Tigers aren't going to do much um in terms of interacting with the fans and doing their their social social media stuff and that's uh yeah just we're lucky enough that uh we're allowed to be critical of the club and that sort of thing so um right boys that's the 10 topics we snuck in we got a, uh under 2 hours tonight rob we can go to bed a little bit earlier
1: Tonight, yeah, no, but um yeah, good chat. Good chat. Look but, forward to you yeah, having the team list uh before the West Tigers official page does tomorrow, mate. Eh? <laughs> yeah, i um I I'll think that's about the only time
2: they updated on time.
1: No, I think Josh had it at about I oh, don't know, not long after two o'clock last week. It was pretty yeah, good yeah, it's usually around three. Um,
0: my my source tells me as well, they says he says West Tigers are last every single week. They are the last club to submit the team list.
1: What a whatever. surprise! That's
0: that's a Madge thing. Apparently, he's always last to um to yeah submit his team sheet. So I could probably have it earlier if if match didn't take take so long. But I'll be I'll be definitely hitting them up tomorrow because I'm so eager to see if uh our our boy Adam is uh in that team list. So
1: they blame match um, for everything else, mate. Why why wouldn't they blame him for this, too? Uh... <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, no, I think it is Match because Match submits the team list. Or maybe it's an admin. Maybe, it's, maybe he hands it to someone. And the person that he hands it to is slow. It wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all. Shouts to Gussie. He's been here since before the show started tonight. Thank you, gentlemen. Great work. Thanks for the chats. So the chat's been absolutely awesome tonight, guys. So thank you for joining us live. We had over 50 of you, and um, we didn't even have a game. To review so we um we hope we entertain you tonight. Look forward to getting back to having a heart attack this weekend as we take on Manly, and we'll preview that game on Thursday night. And if you haven't already, um, check out our episode from last Thursday when we broke down your survey results. Give us a social talking about social media at Westlife Pod um, on the socials as well. Give us a like, a subscribe. Um, yeah, say hi to us if you see us at the game next weekend. As thanks for joining us tonight, last minute again, Rob. Thanks again. As always, in the chat, you know how we finish every show. Boys, go the tigers. Go the
2: tigers. Go the tigers.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again. We're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week, this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to, as the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can, give us a like on the socials, So at WestLifePod on Instagram and Twitter, uh, search for West Life Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash West It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the
1: West Life Podcast.